0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy Webb. Today, we are talking about Dependent We Are. Here's your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy Webb.
1: Hello, Christy.
2: Hello, Brad. Thank you, Aaron.
1: It is great to see you today. Good to see you. I get to see you every day, though. You do. Except for when you are at your mom's.
2: I am going to my
1: mom's. All right,
2: I'm not there yet.
1: Not there yet, but you are on your way. Yeah,
2: but that way, it's summer. We have to vacation, make all the visits, all the um the stops.
1: Absolutely. Hope things are going well for you and your family, and all of your travels and visits and vacationing and family vacationing. And we do have a lot of visits,
2: vacationing and families, friends are out. Of
1: we time. have that this week. People are Everybody's scattered everywhere. In the heart of the summer, deep in the heart of the schedule, halfway through going back to school.
0: Uh, Anyone says that, I think, deep in the heart of Texas. All right. <laughs> We're deep in
2: the heart of summer, not yeah. Texas.
0: The land Lance loves. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate.
1: Pastor Lance is from Texas, so we have to hear this stuff all the
2: time. And we have to see that, that. His, his that office is orange. like a shrine. That yeah,
1: orange. Uh, burnt yeah. orange. Somebody showed up at church uh, Sunday with a hook em horn shirt on, and, man, you'd have thought it was Christmas morning for Lance.
0: <laughs> his his <laughs> eyes lit up.
1: His eyes lit up. He was glowing like Chevy Chase plugging in the lights on Christmas vacation. Oh
2: my goodness. I don't know if it was
1: that bad. So anyway, hey, great to be with you guys today. We're excited about all that's happening in our life. Um, Christy, want an update just kind of some things that are taking place?
2: Well, it's summer. So, a lot of things are taking place. All of the kids have birthdays during the summer. We've we've gone from 8 to 9. We've gone from well, first we went from 19 to 20, then we Twice. went from 8 to 9, and now we are this month going from Five to six.
1: We are progressing forward.
2: We are, and so everybody's excited about birthdays and um, things like that, and um, we're still getting birthday gifts, receiving birthday gifts from out-of-town family and stuff, so it's a, it's a big excitement in our home, and um, it stopped raining, so the farm is
1: well, technically stuff. it rains every day just a little bit, but...
2: But it doesn't rain enough to halt anything, so we're we're having work on the farm. Work is going on on the farm, and...
1: It really uh, impedes whatever. the hay cutting, though.
2: Brad's... That's Brad's, like, um, therapy is to ride the tractor for hay cutting. Still haven't gotten Aaron on a tractor. We gotta work on
0: that. Yeah.
2: Aaron and a tractor. That's I'm a very I mean. fearful person. Uh, what are you, What are you fearful of? The tractor's not gonna eat you or anything. I mean... He cars. watched Cars. Cars is just a movie. They do not come after you. He watched Cars you. in the cow
1: tipping <laughs> episode. Okay.
2: Ugh. Again, Cars is a cartoon, not an actual event that's going to happen if you get into Such a
0: possibility. I'm, I'm going to look up some statistics. Real quick. Y- y'all just keep going.
2: <laughs> I'm going to look up tractor eating statistics. I don't think that's a statistic. But anyway, things are going well on the farm. It is summer, so we're in the heat and all that stuff. But, um... I think it's going good.
0: The Natural Agricultural Tractor Safety Initiative, which is a fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Concept, He's uh, literally looking this up. Reports that about 130 deaths annually from tractors. Okay. What about cars? I was
2: going to say, look I mean, up sure SUVs, which you drive an SUV. Am I correct?
0: Well, there are far more SUVs on the It on the, doesn't on the matter. I
2: just want numbers, I Aaron. Know. I just want Aaron. There's I just want numbers to support. Out there. Support my
0: have you been points. to the flyover country? <laughs> That's right. Sure.
2: There's a lot of
0: and they're large. I currently live in the flyover country. No, you don't. Yeah, I used to run and there's a there's a guy that, that would do crops oh, like yeah, every yeah, morning. Yeah, seven, right, right. That right. is fly country. Well, yeah. Seven A. M. he would he would like turn his little little prop plane and wave to me. It was awesome.
2: Crop duster. I like that. I like how he started I used to run. <laughs> That's so yesterday. Yeah, my Back
0: my, when I was
1: running. My yeah. circumference has expanded since I forget then. that. <laughs> so, uh, man, as we digress here, getting back on point, uh, we do need your help, though. Uh, we we need your help uh, uh, motivation-wise. We have been slacking in getting information out about our podcast. And we have. Therefore, we are paying a price. Well,
2: part of our problem is our, the, our information person, podcast who is Bree, is like all in these camps and these kids. and Oh, my goodness, she's doing so much summer stuff that... She is not it's with us like again her, today.
1: Her real job's taking over. I know it's crazy, right? Exactly. <laughs> She's not time to mess with us back here in the podcast world. Oh, so so we need your help. Uh, we will do much better this week. We make a commitment to that to get the information out, and uh, we have got to. If we don't give these AirPods away soon, I'm just going to upgrade mine and start using them.
2: Okay, what that really means is he's lost one of his and he can't find it, so now he needs a new pair.
0: <laughs> He's gonna take the new pair and put the old pair in. I'm just, I'm, just <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to you.
2: I'm just bringing the truth. When we order, we will probably be ordering two pair. Am
1: I right? All right, <laughs> we There's gonna be some two for we one. We digress
2: deal. too far away from too, too far,
1: too far. Bring it back in. So uh, we are very blessed, though. We're excited about the summer. We hope your summer's going well. And uh, man, we are thankful for all that God is doing in our life. And um, you know, last week we had a. A conversation about confidence and what that looks like and how God has called us to live a life of confidence and that we have confidence in him. And we looked at scriptures last week to pertain to that. And we actually had a couple of people give us a shout back on that and how that really encouraged you and um, helped you. And so thank you for taking time to do that. That means a lot to us that we aren't just rambling away here, but that something we're saying is actually relevant to you. And so I was very grateful for that. And so with that being said, we actually kind of want to circle back for a little deeper conversation on that because we had, we had part of a conversation that we never made it to because it ended up going in kind of a different direction. And, um, with that is your confidence begins to come into a context. Um, you know, the more confident you are, the more that you are able to be successful, because if you don't feel it, then you don't own it if you don't own it you don't put all into it and if you're not putting everything into it then you're just getting by and if you're just getting by then your outcome of whatever you're doing is mediocrity and so and with, that's not what you want. that's not god did not design you for mediocrity right he created us for greatness
2: greatness and, and so specific
1: and greatness. specific greatness in your specific area you know and um and he has gifted you and wired you and You know, in that calling, you have to be confident in that. And to be confident in that, you know, you have to be able to rein it in. The difference we talked last week, the difference between confidence and arrogance. Yes. And how people like to be around confident people, but they can't really stand to share space with an arrogant person. That's right. And so, you know, which one are you, confident or arrogant? It's kind of a fine line between the two. I'm telling you, arrogance, man, drives people away was going to well, say nuts but it just drives people away from me.
2: It's it's just an it's an attitude. Like I don't know how to how to define it. But yeah, it's just a, an attitude of arrogance as opposed to just confidence in yourself. There's a difference. Bragging a, as a opposed to, you know, just confidence. So we are but about We already talked about
1: that. That's correct. And we're about to celebrate on Sunday. Um we can date this podcast, I guess. It's um <clears throat> 4th of July weekend. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. so, man, we hope you enjoy that somewhere and do it safely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fourth of July is a day where we celebrate <clears throat> a the independence of our nation, where we come to a point where a group of people uh, no longer decided to be codependent upon a government that really keeps them down, really holds them back, really dictates to them terms and life and structure and things that they did not deem was right with God or um, chose for them how their relationship with God would be. And as a result of that, they became very independent in their mindset. And as a result of that, it led to the nation that we have today. And so today what we really want to dive deep on is, are you an independent person, a codependent person, or an interdependent person?
2: So in your history lesson that you just went over, it you went from, they were codependent on the nation, they were codependent on a nation, they became an independent nation, and then the name of our country is United or Interdependent. Interdependent. So, um. We grew into interdependent, so that sometimes is at, well, it's always a step because I mean, when you're born, you're born, mm. you're you're dependent, you're totally dependent, and then you're codependent. You can do some things for yourself, and your parents do some things. Then you become inter- independent, but you have to choose whether or not you are interdependent.
1: That is correct, and the the sweet spot, I would say, the bullseye on this whole thing is to have the confidence in being interdependent. And a lot of people, you know, because codependency in one context, man, I, I don't know that we ever hear the word codependent in a good context. I don't think so. You know, and we think about codependent relationships and there are those people that think, oh, my goodness, I can't survive without this other person, you know, or um, these unhealthy relationships. And in a codependent context, it's normally where one person is receiving, doing most of the receiving and the other person is doing most of the giving and Which
2: is natural in some points, like I said, a child and a parent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is a, it's a codependent. It's natural, in,
1: it's natural in businesses. You know, as businesses are starting, a lot of times they had to be codependent on a startup parent company or um, a group of investors. Right. Those kind of things. Um, so codependency is not bad. Um, All the time. It's really bad in relationships, though yes like that's in true. in marriages and in and, and relationships where people are uh dating or those kind of things friendships even. friendships oh man codependent people will they'll do something special for you
2: that's not really my way of defining special but okay
1: but we can go with that so with that um how does that look and Christy made a very good point that people are always moving between the stages of interdependent, codependent, independent. And, you know, when you think about that, codependent people um, in a relationship um, is not really normally healthy. And um, then the other situation, because cause codependent relationships lead to manipulation. It leads to a lot of people trying to... Um, Finesse a situation to their their angle to their 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 side, and you're thinking, "What does that have to do with where I am today?" Well, oh, hopefully, nothing. But then then the codependency side of things that are good is what Christy was talking about. You know, like sometimes you have to, you know, the, the the old farmer said, "There's there's no such thing as a post turtle, like a fence post that has a turtle on top of it." because he didn't get there by himself, you know, and so...
2: Right. he's not climbing up,
1: not climb up a, tar- a fence post by himself. And he's like, man, what does that have to do with me? Well, none of us got to where we are today by ourselves. Somebody invested in you, starting with your parents and then teachers and educators that g- gave you the education, gave you the power of knowledge to be able to get to where you are. Christy, why don't you jump in on that? You're the educator of the two of us. Well, I
2: mean, yeah, obviously that that is a... Um, there are a lot of people that are going to, and there are people that you don't even think about that are going to affect you. You know, you see a commercial and you think differently about something. You know, you you have a lot of things that affect you without being, you're not, you don't become codependent on them. They do affect you in your life. But for some points, yes, you are dependent on your parents. You are, and you're codependent because you can't do things by yourself. You know, we, again, we have a five about to be six-year-old. And while... Yes, uh, we've uh, I've always laughed that Ella who is 9 can she could rule the world if she could reach the pedals to drive the car. But because she can't drive herself anywhere, she cannot reach all the places she needs to be or wants to be or you know, she can't rule the world yet.
1: But she's already picking out which sister's car she wants yesterday.
2: She is, she is definitely and she's practicing the driving on um golf, golf carts. Yes, the golf cart. But um so our children are Codependent. They cannot function mm-hmm. without the other person. I think it's important as we talk about all this to understand too that we are talking about whole relationships. We are not talking about a moment in time,
1: mm-hmm. a life they, pattern.
2: We are exactly. We're talking about life patterns. We are not talking about a moment in time of a friendship because if you have to, a moment in time where you totally have to depend on your friends and you are totally, I mean, you're just something just, you know, rocks your world, a a death of a family member or Mm -hmm. um, a situation at work or whatever, and you have to be totally dependent on someone Mm -hmm. for a small amount of time. Right. That's different. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about a life pattern over the entire course of a relationship. And uh, as you look at one moment in time, the whole point of, or the whole difference in codependent and interdependent is codependent is always going to pull on one.
1: Always pulling. Always Always pulling
2: pulling on one of the party. Mm -hmm. One party. Where two people are in a relationship, one person's always getting pulled on. Always getting pulled on. Interdependent is going to be, I'm here for you now. You can pull on me. But next week, I might need to pull back on you. Mm -hmm. And it keeps you in balance as you pull back and forth on each other. It's not like you always have to be happy. You always have to get along. You always have to be in the perfect mindset with the person that you're in the relationship with. Mm -hmm. The point is you're not always above or below that even yeah. kilter line.
1: and when you think about that, you know, it's your people are very codependent. They're always having you're always having to do for them. And the parenting thing is a great deal. And, you know, we have these little benchmarks along the way where we look at each other and say, we're going to make it. You know, and the other day uh, she talked about Ella the other day we came in and Bradley had slid a bar stool up the refrigerator, had the mayo out, had the ham out, had the cheese out, had the bread out. We said, what are you doing? He said, I'm making me a sandwich. We looked at each other and said, we're going to make it. We are going to make it. This boy is fixing his own sandwich and moving we, towards we have people in our family
2: and, people in our family we've told that story over and over because it's like it is a huge goal like you know when when your kid is graduating from high school you're like oh this is a huge goal that we've reached when your child can feed themselves come on, somebody, take care thank of you, themselves Jesus. this is sad i mean he but it is a big deal i mean bradley's one that he's like a go getter i'm going to take care of myself he's going to be more
1: of our independent
2: He is more of an independent person, and whereas Ella's like, is it time for lunch yet? What are you fixing? He's more
1: independent, and so that kind of goes into our next one on the independent side of things because it comes a point, you know, where you just have to be determined you're going to do it for yourself. The problem with independent people that are completely in a pattern of independence is they weave in the lane of arrogance, and they're like, I don't need you, I don't need your help, I can do this, I can I can do it all by myself, and, um, you know, the bottom line is, no, you can't. You know, um, like, we, we celebrated 4th of July this weekend, and it was a day where they signed a declaration stating, we want to be independent of this other nation. And um, with that, you know, that was an independent declaration, but they won the Revolutionary War because, number one, God's hand of Miraculous provision was upon them. And then other nations helped, and other people came to the aid. And so with that, um, it, it is remarkable. But to get to the place of being healthy, you have to move to an independent mindset where you realize you have to accept responsibility. I think that's the biggest difference. You know, is it codependent people who live in a pattern of codependency? They never ever move out of their parents' house. They never move out, live on their own. They never balance their own checkbook. Well, they don't have checkbooks anymore. They have their own debit cards, uh, but with that,
2: they never become responsible. They they for their never money. become
1: responsible for their own actions. And so, an independent person is someone who is so absorbed in themselves that they think, "I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody else." That's a pretty lonely place to be.
2: Right. That is
1: when you are so overcome with your own self that you realize nobody else has value around you.
2: Well, and I don't know that it's always um, in an arrogant sense. Sometimes it's a defense mechanism. Like you get hurt in a relationship, you depend on someone and that person doesn't come through for you. So you're never going to depend on anybody else.
1: That's correct. Because somebody lets you down somewhere along the way. Right. Right. So the sweet spot I think that we're looking for and Christy alluded to it just a little bit earlier was how do we get to that place of um, interdependency, which is a healthy place to be. And it's a place that you realize that your strength lies on the strength of someone else. And together when you link up and you find the connectiveness where the places that you are confident in and the places that they are confident in come together together. To make something great. One of the greatest visual imageries of this, I think, is to look at a bridge, you know, and to see each piece resting upon the other to accomplish the greater good of being able to take people, product, vehicles, whatever, across a span that is un spannable like they can't they can't (laughs) cross it i was looking for my word here um they 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 can't cross it they can't get from point a to point b without something carrying them to the other side so these supporting these support these support structures are linked together to be able to bridge something that is causing division and to bring about successful passage from point a to point b now that's a pretty good picture of life there's always going to be things and places and points in our life where we realize there's a there's something that we cannot scale. We cannot accomplish it by ourselves. And then we realize, I got to go talk to my sister. I got to go talk to my brother. I got to go talk to my mom. I got to go talk to my dad. I got to go talk to my spouse. And and you know, you may try to do it on your own for a while, but you realize there's a supporting mechanism that needs to come along beside you. And together, when you work on each other's strengths at that point of interdependency, man, it's just mutually beneficial, a state of mutual dependence. And it's a healthy place. Codependency is a lot like that. You know, when you're a child, you're just codependent. You don't have a whole lot you can contribute to the relationship. But that's not interdependency. You know, interdependency is where both are pulling, both are contributing to right. the greater good.
2: And, and they're doing it at opposite times. So, Or maybe at the same time, they're both, if you're headstrong and you, you know, are trying to get your point across. But the point is that it's not a continual cycle pulling one way or the other. It's going back and forth and giving your strengths are supporting their weaknesses and their strengths are supporting your weaknesses. You have to have two, two separate people, two separate sides of the bridge, as you were talking about, that if you don't do that, then it's not going to support
1: and so I think some of the healthiest relationships and healthiest marriages are those marriages that are interdependent interdependent upon each other. They're both mutually contributing. It's not one person pulling all the weight, one person doing all of this. And so in that context, that's where great things begin to happen. And if you think about it, every business is interdependent. But so many times they begin to think about this codependent mindset that we don't need these other people or we don't need this stuff. And uh, man, not codependent, we need... But- independent they, independent yeah they i'm sorry from independent thank you for correcting from that.
2: interdependent where they depend on like they supply and their their customers supply the business mm-hmm. where they supply the product they say oh well, we're going to do it our way and whatever we don't care what our customers think they become independent one of the one of the greatest illustrations
1: of that is i remember reading this <laughs> this little joke one time and it said uh, these two scientists that were atheists was going to prove that god didn't exist because they could make man They could make man, you know, we can make our own man. And so they went outside and gathered up some dirt and a voice came from heaven and said, you're going to need to get your own dirt, (laughs) you know, so that, you know, we get to this point where we think, man, I don't need anybody and that's not a healthy place to be. But interdependency is it's a place where you value the people that God's placed around you. You value support, uh, systems and structures and you pause and man, you just say, you know what, um, You're important, you're needed, you're valued.
2: And I think that's what we need to talk about. How do you go from being codependent to independent to interdependent? And it's God's placement in your life. It's who is God, how is God going to get that balance in your relationships? How is God going to get you from being that one person that does everything on your own to showing you and supporting you and are showing you the support that he has around you? And how do you know like who to trust if you are that person that's been hurt in a previous relationship or whatever? Um, you know, how do you how do you figure out which way, which person to depend on, which person to ask help from that you know you you can depend on am I making sense? Brad's gone silent. Yeah, no, you're
1: correct. I mean, absolutely. That's the picture of Christ. In fact, I was actually, I wanted to give you the scripture and address on this. And so I was looking it up and, and the Bible says that God will, people say this, you know, people love to misquote scriptures all the time. And, um, the, the the one of the most misquoted scriptures is in First Corinthians ten, and it says um, where it talks about there's no temptation that is taken hold of you that is God's not faithful and He will not put more on you than you can bear. You know, and people say that all the time. God says He won't put more on me than I can bear. That's not what the scripture says, because that really puts that more on an independent. Like this is this is. God said he won't put more on me than I can bear, but honestly, life itself is more than we can bear some days. It can give you challenges by the bucket fulls, opportunities to overcome, all kind of things. But Amen. what that scripture says is that he will not put more on us than we can bear through Christ Jesus. Right. And Christ- so that is a picture of interdependency.
2: Well, you're first dependent on God, but then you're also, again, dependent on the people that God puts around you. You know, um, the whole thing about, there's a flood and they're on top of the house and he sends a helicopter and no, I'm waiting on a boat. He sends a boat and it's like, no, God's going to save me, you know, by whatever. I don't know exactly how the whole story goes, but the point is he sends all these helpers by and they keep saying, no, I'm, I'm waiting on God. And God's literally handing them people mm-hmm. in their lives That's saying, right. this is what, you know, I'm sending you the help and you're <sighs> yeah, using it he because you're he... waiting and saying, you know, I want, I want a certain kind of help. Um, I want a certain answer to what I'm I'm
1: struggling with. The guy dies and he gets to heaven and says, "Guy, why didn't you save me?" He said, "Dude, I sent you a boat and a helicopter and everything else, all
2: these different a raft and all these different things, but you chose not to save, not to take any of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I think that's how we are sometimes. We're like, oh, I'll I'll wait on me. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll just be between me and God, and God's literally saying, use the people I put in your life. Enter." dependence so and that then the, there are and, people out there that do that
1: and then the scripture says that i can do all things through you know that's probably something you see on uh, pictures and little rocks and keychains and everything i can do all things through i can do all things through christ jesus who gives me strength so the whole gospel is a picture of interdependency you know even jesus himself was a great model of that you know, I love at the tomb of Lazarus where he stepped away and he began to pray. And as the prayer started off and said, now, father, I'm not praying this for my sake, but for those around you that they know that I am not here on my own accord, but I am here by your will. And I ask that you bring Lazarus forth. And so, you know, over and over and over again, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed. he separated and he went and he prayed and he was teaching the life of interdependency and the first place to start in a life of interdependency which i believe is the perfect picture of a healthy person is to make sure your relationship with jesus christ is where it needs to be because he is the ultimate person that you want to be dependent on because he'll never leave you or forsake you
2: true very true the
1: second thing is to begin to do that in relationships around you who are those people who i say this all the time the best best you know when you when you work out something with somebody if it's not mutually beneficial for both parties then it's not a healthy thing that's happening that's true if one person's doing all the giving and the other person's doing all the taking it's then it's healthy. it's not healthy
2: um which about, again Jesus yes he went alone and prayed but he also had 12 disciples that he depended on you know and that was a um he sent them out. He sent them out to do work and stuff. And it's hard to say, oh, well, they were equally dependent on, you know, as an enter. But they did give feedback. They did ask Jesus questions. They did talk to Jesus and give him a human personal um, sounding well, board And or that's whatever. the thing.
1: And they came to him and said, teach us to pray. And so Jesus was always teaching them to pray. And in teaching them to pray, he was teaching them how to live a life of interdependency
2: right exactly and that's what i'm saying but they but he did have friends he had people around him that he used and he depended on and so so many things like i've actually had people say well you know jesus went out into the um the desert alone or he went away into the wilderness alone or whatever yes he did but he also came back out of that Mm -hmm. wilderness and said I want to be with my well, friends again, and I want to, you
1: know. And that's the thing of the beautiful thing about interdependency. It doesn't mean uh, you're not codependent. It doesn't mean I can't do anything without you. I can't live without you. I can't function without you. It means that I have the uh, capacity to give and take. It's like breathing right. in and breathing out, and it's a person that is totally interdependent, and they realize I can't get to where I need to be in life by myself, and I'm going to have healthy relationships around me that help me to accomplish that. And I do think, Christy, the life of Jesus is the greatest example. Again, with the tomb of Lazarus, he asked, the, he asked the, uh, Mary and Martha, he said, well, take me where you put him. You know, I mean, we know that Jesus in his omnipotence knew where Lazarus was. And then he asked them, hey, can you roll back that stone? Well, if he's about to speak and, and call a dead man from the grave, he had the ability to speak and roll that stone. Rock. Exactly. But he valued interdependency. He valued partnership. He valued other people. And sometimes even if you can do it and you don't need other people, you need to let other people do it. Just because you're investing or help you to help you help join you where you are.
2: Right. So um, I definitely think that that's something that, you know, we need to look more for probably because our, our, especially in the culture we're in right now with whole coming out of pandemic and things, a lot of people are like, Oh, well I was by myself for a year. I did things independently for a year. So whereas you might've been a very interdependent person Mm -hmm. last, like, two years ago, now you're more like, oh, I'll just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Or you've gotten into the habit of doing things so by yourself Mm -hmm. that you don't think about, oh, well, let me ask a friend to go or let me ask, you know, and um, anything like that, you know, thing that you sit at home and watch Netflix, whereas two years ago you would have called and said, hey, let's go to the movie or whatever. So I just think that that's so important now as the world is opening back up all over that we need to do that purposely and
1: and as we wrap this up i mean because i'm gonna have to get off this train before i start preaching but you know when we wrap this up today you think about it as a nation we're about to celebrate our independence and there we we are so divided as a nation right now and there's those people saying i don't need anybody who doesn't think like me i don't need anybody who doesn't um you know believe the same way support me and i can't you know i mean come on guys let's be more mature than that
2: be um, interdependent; it pulls both ways. Live you the can life have of thoughts, interdependency. You can have two thoughts going both ways,
1: and if you're not, here's a thought.
2: And you can actually discuss if it. If
1: you <laughs> cannot, if you cannot hold a conversation with somebody of a different, differing opinion, then maybe you need to find somebody to help you learn to negotiate those waters of tumultuous living.
2: Is that the? Um, is that the? thing you're telling people to do this week so this assignment week for the find
1: week. somebody to live a life yeah bless somebody let somebody invest in you and you will see some great things happen
2: you will and you will have a a, a, a um, <laughs> independent day weekend of the way the nation's supposed to be
1: so happy happy, together, happy for
2: different views different people in the same
1: enjoy your freedoms thing. enjoy the interdependency
2: go shoot fireworks i love fireworks
1: not at somebody.
2: No, don't chase anybody. Don't
1: chase anybody with bottle rockets or cannonballs or Roman candles or anything like Not that. Not
2: even if they're your sister. Right, Boom. Brad?
1: There it is. So, as you're celebrating the 4th of July, stay humble. Hustle hard. Somebody needs your help. And Happy 4th of you July. You need somebody's help.